we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. Hey CJ, remember that one time? <laughs> oh yeah, it was fucking epic. You're listening to Remember, remember that, that One Time, time. the Inappropriate Storytime Podcast with CJ and Chris. And these are not your mama's fairy tales. That's right. You are listening to Remember That One Time, the Inappropriate Storytime Podcast with your hosts, Chris and CJ. And this episode, we uh, we pick up where we left off. This episode is Remember That One Time, we forgot to podcast for over a year. Dropped the ball a little bit. Sorry about that. The uh, first three episodes were going good. We had all kinds of crazy happen in between there. And that's what this episode is about, is kind of a recap over the last year. This, uh, the, the most recent <clears throat> episode that we had put out, episode four, the online dating, that was just kind of a one-off, something we had to get off of our chest, out <laughs> of our chest, out of our cooches, everything. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we got that taken care of. So we are now back on the roll. Hopefully we should be putting these out every two weeks or so. That's kind of the goal. But then again, you know, that was the goal last time too. So welcome to... We'll see how that goes. Exactly. Welcome to episode five. We forgot to podcast for over a year. So that's what um, you're going to hear about. CJ had some interesting things that she had planned that came to fruition. I had the same thing happen that was completely unplanned. These are not pregnancies, by the way. Oh God! No. And uh, we've got a buddy from high school. Let's shout out to Five Star Show over at thefivestarshow.com that uh, he runs a sports podcast, WWE, uh, sprinkles a little bit of humor in there, a little bit of something, something. So we want to give him a big old shout out. Uh, he did the same for us. I mean, you know, rub my back. I'll rub yours. And that's as far as we're getting because you. Yeah. So let's well, not go any further than that. Exactly. So a big shout out there. And uh, it's just kind of a little bit of foreshadowing because boy, do we have a story that we completely forgot about. We're going to tell our side of the story that he told on his podcast. So get ready for sipping some tea and throwing some shade. Yeah. Would you I like? I don't know how we forgot about that one. Honestly, that was. I, we I really dropped the ball. I yeah. Mean, yeah. It was the creme de la creme. Yeah, we fucked up. Exactly. So, uh, CJ, go ahead and get us started. What the hell have you been doing for a year? So, I promise I have not been just sitting on my ass for a year while we have not been podcasting. I was a little busy um, getting married and selling a house and building a house. Whoop. Yeah, so um, if you ever get the chance to do any of those, don't, don't. do it. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so much work. So, um so we're selling a piece of crap house that was basically a lemon and just ran into problem after problem after problem. And so that was interesting. So it was like every time Chris was calling me up like, hey, can we podcast? I was like having a breakdown like, oh, my God, I'm never going to sell my house. I'm never going to be able to pay for my wedding and I'm going to have to live in a box. It was just one disaster after another. So I probably would have been a real drag if I had been podcasting during that time because I would have just been like, fuck my life. I just want to die. But anyways, it we did sell the house. We finally got into our new house, like, by the skin of our teeth, like, seven days before we got married. Somehow managed to get completely moved in 
everything set up, pictures hung, decorations and everything ready in three days because I hosted my own um, shower here at the new house a few days before the wedding and it actually wasn't a uh, typical um, bridal shower where you, you know, buy toasters and towels and shit. No, fuck it that. It was, no, that's for, that's for pussies. No, <laughs> we did a stock the bar shower. So we basically told all of our friends and family like, hey, we are going to have the most epic bar that you've ever seen at a wedding. And I want everybody there to be able to just walk up to the bartender and tell them some crazy off-the-wall drink. And he has all of the shit that you need to make that drink. Whether it's, you know, something as simple as Jack and Coke or some weird-ass shit like sex with an alligator. Which, that's an actual drink. You should look it up. It's fabulous. Nice. Anyways. (laughs) So, yeah. Everything worked out. And it was great. So, the the wedding was pretty lit. It was awesome stunning um, yeah it uh we and we actually did like we got so much stuff at that stock the bar shower that like i still have a completely stocked liquor cabinet like there is no running out of liquor in this house anytime soon like, ooh, ooh, ooh. breaking what? news breaking news what? i have to let you know we were <laughs> this is history okay sit down okay take I'm a deep breath down. okay we were just approved for itunes Right now. Like, right now. Right this very second. In the middle of our podcast. It just came Get through in my email. Out. Not Hell even kidding. Hell yeah, bitches. We're on iTunes. Yes. <laughs> you can Hell expect yeah. to see Remember That One Time on the iTunes store within the next few hours. Yes. Boom. So, okay. Boom. I am sorry. Okay. I was excited. Okay. I just came. That is that is exciting <laughs> news. That's, exactly. That's great. That's awesome. Okay. Sorry. Well, oh, you were like so getting anyways. married or something. I don't know. <laughs> We're not going to run out of liquor here anytime soon. I'm, if I have to go to the liquor store again within the next year, there's something truly wrong with us. <laughs> so, anyways, so uh, let's see. Where do I even start? I guess I'll start with, like, the, the rehearsal the night before. Like, I wanted to, like, I just basically wanted to outdo anybody that's ever gotten married, ever. Like, if you know me, you know that. I want to do everything bigger and better than you did. Oh, God, so extra. So extra. I want everybody to know that I did it bigger and better than you. And 10 years from now, I want everybody to still be talking about how awesome it was. So anyways, we had the we had the rehearsal, and I was like, this is going to be epic. I want to go out dancing after rehearsal and, you know, kind of make it a game. Like, see how many of the, how much of the wedding party can I get back to the venue in time for the wedding like kind of like like the hangover type thing yep like you know any i mean we already had the the bachelorette party it wasn't a bachelorette party per se we just we all went out but it kind of ended up like that because um it was getting dangerously close to um to the wedding and there were two people that were still mia so it was kind of like that (laughs) so anyway so we go out and um and the guys they were I mean, so Chris is my husband, Chris. Um, he is, uh, he's more of a, a stay at home type of dude. And so he was not about to go out. So they just stayed at the venue. We had rented out like an entire farm. And so there was like all these different, like we had an apartment and a guest house and a cabin and a farmhouse. And so him and all the guys went up to the cabin and they just like played poker and drank all night. And so, I mean, you know, that's cool, but, you know, I mean, I think we had a better time, honestly. 
But anyways, so me and a, a bunch of my friends went out dancing, and so we're having a really good time. And you know, I'm I was getting oh I had a few, you know, I had a, a few. few drinks. I had <clears> several. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, let's be realistic. I mean, I want to have fun and everything, but I still, I know that I have to get up semi early and I have to, you know, have somebody come in and do all of my makeup and everything. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's going to, it's going to take a lot to cover some dark circles if I end up staying out till 5 a.m. So mm-hmm. I was like, before I even started drinking, I was like, okay. I'm making a promise to myself that I'm going to be walking out of this place by midnight. And whether anybody comes with me, that's their business. If they feel like they can, you know, function on one hour of sleep, that's fine. But I can't. I need, like, four. Anyways, so it comes time for us to leave. And me and one of my bridesmaids were like, okay, yeah, we're going to leave. It's midnight. You know, we need to get back. And and she was really drunk. She really wanted to go back because... At the venue, there was, like, a shit ton of leftover lasagna from rehearsal, and she wanted it bad. And so um, so we left, and there was two of my other bridesmaids that decided to stay. And I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, I'll see you back at the venue. And we, me and all the girls were staying in the apartment. So me and the one that, that left, we got back, and we raided the fridge, and we ate a shit ton of lasagna. And so much. Spilled food everywhere, and it was awesome. So we went back up to the apartment and got ready for bed, and I'm laying there. And we've probably been back to the venue for like an hour, you know, so it's like almost two, and I'm laying there trying to sleep, and I'm just like kind of it's it's just going through my mind. I'm like, oh, my God, I left them there. What if they don't make it back? Like, if, they, if I am down two bridesmaids and my wedding gets ruined, I will kill everyone. And it, I just started, like, playing out all these scenarios, like, oh, my God, what if they got kidnapped or what if they got lost or what if this, what if that? And I'm texting them and texting them and they're not responding. And I'm like, you stupid bitches, getting married in the morning, you should answer me. I'm the bride. Yeah, because if they did end up getting kidnapped or murdered or whatever, you're not going to deal with it until, like, yeah. after your honeymoon because, LOL, this is your shit. Yeah. So, finally, I got a text back from one of them, and I immediately knew something was terribly wrong because the text message was spelled. Com- there was no spelling errors at all. It All of the punctuation was correct, and it was alarming because, I mean, nobody that drinks a lot spells anything correctly after a certain point and so I was like oh my god there's something terribly wrong because her text read sorry comma I can't talk right now period and I'm like that's not something you tell a bride seven hours before her wedding you just don't you drop whatever you're doing and you talk to her because whatever it is she's got to say is hella important and so I was flipping my shit and then she sends me a picture And it's a picture of half of the floor of the bathroom at the bar and half of the garbage can. And inside the garbage can, I can see there's barf. And I'm like, oh, great. Fuck my life. And so finally, the other one texts me and she's like, I found her. It's okay. We're on our way back. So an hour and a half later, these two come stumbling in. She's practically dragging the other one up the steps and into bed. And she just passes out in a chair. I don't think she even made it to an actual bed. She's passed out in a chair. She slept for like an hour and woke up. And freaking, it was like nothing bad had happened to her makeup or her hair. 
She looked fucking perfect. She woke up before any of us, went downstairs into the farmhouse, and made us all fucking breakfast. And she comes up these stairs as the rest of us are dragging ass out of bed at 7.30 in the morning. And she's bright-eyed and bushy-tailed with a cup of coffee. And she's like, morning, everybody. And I'm like, the fuck is wrong with you? She's not like, human. You were, you were literally like dying on a bathroom floor like three hours ago and now you look like a fucking stepford wife like I, I was blown away anyways so so we had the wedding and it was awesome and um so the uh so chris we we agonized over the the guest list because i went a little bit overboard maybe and I invited 367 people to this wedding. And Chris thought that was a little excessive. <laughs> a little. And I was like, I mean, I just want everybody to feel included. And um, No, you want and, everybody to look at you. <laughs> and um, so we went over and over and over the guest list and everything. And um, if, you've, uh, if you've listened to the five-star show, his last podcast where he shouted out to us, he... Uh, he was a little upset that we didn't invite him to the wedding. And um, I Hater's think gonna truly, hate. yeah, I know, right? I think truly the the reason that um, that Chris didn't want to invite him to the wedding was Chris wanted to make sure that he was the drunkest person there. And I just think that if Wesley had been invited to the wedding, <laughs> I don't know if that would have happened because I feel like Wesley might have been the most drunk guy there. But... Um, yeah, so without Wesley there, Chris... Oh, took he took the, the cake. He took the cake, for sure. He, <laughs> I finally actually just got my pictures back, probably uh, two weeks ago. And there is a picture, and I, don't, I have no idea where I was when this happened, because I have no memory of it whatsoever. But there's a picture of him laying down face first in the dance floor like he has just fallen he's face planted in the dance floor and one of my bridesmaids is like straddling him i don't really know what's happening in the picture but it looks it funny pure gold and i'm really <laughs> sad that i missed it because whatever happened it looked like they were having a great time yes <laughs> and i don't know where i was but um yeah apparently like he went around back um of the venue and barfed in the parking lot and then he barfed in the bathroom and i don't know if these two have anything to do with each other but i later found out that the um the bathroom was flooded the toilets one of the toilets got clogged and they overflowed i don't know if that had anything to do with chris barfing profusely into it or what but um it's possible so that happened and uh also found out after the after the fact that uh my preacher got lucky at the wedding, and uh, I won't say who, but um, yeah, preacher got got lucky with one of the girls at the wedding, so mm -hmm. it was it was great. I feel like if uh, if your preacher gets late at your wedding, you're probably doing something right. Oh yeah, she got real religious that night. Oh god, oh god, oh god. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was um, it was something. Yeah, but leading up to the wedding of the century it was the bachelorette party of the century. That is true. That is true. So um, <laughs> we we rented an Airbnb in Nashville, and we had just this whole weekend of just bar hopping and craziness. Uh, we did a couple of brewery tours, 
it was a great time. We went to Maggiano's and we ate dinner like super fancy people. Yeah, fun was, was awesome. had by all. Yeah, so um, so this place that we rented, it was like in the one of those little up and coming neighborhoods in East Nashville. I guess they call apparently they call it East Nasty. Oh, I, I mean, I don't know why you would call something nasty, and it's like... Well, have you been to, to Nashville? Be I, I, well, yeah, but I mean, it's supposed to be like, you know, the up-and-coming place. It's awesome, but why do you call it East Nasty? I don't nah. know. Anyways. Hipsters. I don't, yeah, I don't claim to know how their minds work. So, um, so it's this cute little house, and I mean, it's an older house, but it's been redone. And, um... I just have this thing, like, whenever I, I get an Airbnb, I always like looking at the little guest books and reading the stuff. And so, I think it was the, um, it was the first night we were there. We had, um, and this was after we accidentally asked a 16-year-old boy to strip for us. Oh, God, he was so scared. Yeah. He literally <laughs> dropped the pizza and ran. Side note, we ordered pizza, and we decided that we were going to, um, when we answered the door to get the pizza, we were going to pretend like we were expecting a stripper and be like, oh, my God, it's a stripper dressed like a pizza delivery boy. That's amazing. And so, like, you know, we opened the door and we, like, went right into that whole plan, not realizing that, like, uh, this kid's, like, 16. This is probably, like, his first night on the job. Harassment. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, like, he was probably, like, already pretty scared because we had, like, inflatable dicks taped to the door there was just like dicks everywhere there was a pin the the dick on the bachelor pet like up on the wall there was just just penis everywhere the the poster that you had to try to like use the pink lipstick to put kisses on the dick yeah like just dicks everywhere and he was probably like oh my god he's like and you could tell like he was really really scared but probably thought we were gonna harvest his dick he probably did he was like, they're going to string me up on this banner. But I bet he went back and told all of his friends, like, oh, yeah, man, I opened the door to deliver this pizza, and all these hot chicks were all over me, and they were all sucking my dick. It was great. <laughs> I bet that's exactly what he went back and told his friends. You know he did. Life, in real life, he was terrified. He couldn't get out of there fast enough. He actually tripped on an inflatable dick on his way out the door. <laughs> yeah, after he just gently laid the pizza down on the floor trip and walk away (laughs) so anyways after that we had all been drinking and playing pin the dick on the bachelor and all that kiss the dick and all that and um we were pretty drunk and we were reading through the the guest book and i read this one where somebody said something about carl and like the man in the basement and i had already been down to the basement once and it was pretty fucking creepy it was really dark and musty and just, I don't know, it was creepy. And um, so I kept reading and kept reading, and I kept seeing more and more of these people talking about Carl and, like, how it's it's creepy that Carl is under the bed and, you know, why don't you let Carl come up out of the basement and all this shit. And then we just started hearing stuff. We just, and we just flipped our shit. And long story short, there was about half of us that, we're really truly frightened for our lives and the other half were like you guys are so fucking stupid shut up and go to bed and it was just i don't know i feel like we encountered something supernatural that night yeah it was scary yeah you know when you're just a little bit freaked out and you start like oh i think i saw something in the dark and then 
from then on, you start hearing little things that totally have an explanation, but that doesn't matter because it's already in your head that you're about to die and everything just compounds and gets worse and worse. Well, add three more people to that mix and then they're freaking each other out. And suddenly we have all of the, all of the lights turned on. We've got people huddled together in one bed just crying, screaming, freaking out. Yeah, it was, um, it was something. It was something, that's for sure. And don't forget, uh, tell them about your, um, your last minute wedding escapade. (laughs) My escapade. So what did I do last year? (laughs) Uh, first, right. First thing I did was totaled my Honda Accord in Atlanta, which I do not suggest doing ever because the base charge on your ticket for um, following too closely is $427.50. Exactly. Exactly. I do. And because it's $400 base and then $27.50 for the uh, administrative fees, like they're not getting paid enough. Right. So don't do that. Um, Totaling your car, just don't do that anyway, but definitely don't do it in Atlanta. Um, it's insane. So I went and totaled my car and I found out probably three or four days after I totaled my car that I had won a wedding. Now, mind you, I was not engaged. <laughs> I, this was not planned whatsoever. I, um, I think CJ, my uh, boyfriend at the time, my little sister and my now mother-in-law, all four sent me a link to this giveaway with Six Flags over St. Louis because it was Friday the 13th. So it was October, Friday the 13th. So anytime that rolls around, they do what is called a hallow wedding. And so you could enter to win a wedding at Six Flags. So everybody sent it to me and they were like, oh, you guys should do this. This would be totally cool. Because Ethan, my husband, is obsessed with theme parks. Um, For example, we just renewed our uh, second year of Six Flags season passes. And we're heading there next weekend, I believe, the 21st. I'm almost roller coastered out, but don't tell him that. So yeah, I put in for it. I was like, you know, my boyfriend absolutely loves theme parks. This would be so cool. Uh, our first okay, date was at a haunted house. You had to write an essay. Not really an essay. It was probably about, mm, I'd say it was closer to f- five to ten sentences. It was just kind of a, you know, hey, this, w- this would be cool type of thing. It wasn't like, please, I beg of you. My <laughs> life will never be the same without this. I'm going to kill myself, please. It but, I mean, you did have a pretty cool story as it, to what, like, they asked, why should we give this to you? And you actually had a legit reason other than, like, hey, I really want it. Yeah, I mean, I must have because I got the email two or three days after I totaled my car And it's in St. Louis. So that's about five, six hours away from here. And I'm like, well, I don't have a car. I have to buy a car, plan a wedding, like buy a dress, buy his stuff, plan um, hotel and accommodations for my guests, all of six people, I believe. All of this within 17 days. I had to buy a new car, like shop for one, get approved, bring it home ready to drive to St. Louis in 17 days. I don't recommend that. I was stressed beyond belief. I wanted to kill 
my husband for at least 16 out of those 17 days. It was ridiculously stressful. Of course, it was the best day of my life. Um, I, I'm going to get teary thinking about it. Don't make me oh, cry. God. No, I'm joking. I took my pill. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> but yeah, it was magical and beautiful. And we got married with 12 other couples on the steps of the palace theater at the theme park. And then after that, we uh, we all rode our first roller coaster as a married couple. I think it was the Boomerang. And uh, it was really cool. I'm, I remember specifically CJ grabbing my hand and throwing it up in the air, a la um, Thelma and Louise, while on the coaster yelling, my best friend just got married. <laughs> so that was cool. Oh, and don't forget the most important part. It was on TV. Oh, there yeah. There were camera crews everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. And what's actually funny, maybe about a week ago, me and Ethan were feeling nostalgic. So we pulled up YouTube and my wedding and my vows and walking to the thing, it's all on YouTube on like ABC channel. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> and if you listen really, really close, you can hear me in the background screaming, get her done. Very likely. Yes. If you listen really, really close. And um, that night we went back to the hotel room and everything and he proved that he was going to love and protect me because it was about four o'clock in the morning. And mind you, we're in St. Louis and we've never been in such an urban area before. So, I mean, we felt safe. I mean, there wasn't any reason to not feel safe. But late, late, late into the night, early morning, we hear this loud bang right outside our door. So Ethan jumps up. He tells me, get on the floor, get under the bed, hide. And he grabs his gun and he starts like peeking out of the window. And he's like, he's ready to fill somebody with lead. Like <laughs> he is ready. He's been waiting for this his whole life. <laughs> so he's like looking around and he like dramatically whips the door open and like yells, freeze, motherfucker. <laughs> and if you look down, he like, we couldn't see anything, but we, he looked down and my mother had put some sort of like just married thing on the door of the hotel room for decorations and the tape had gotten loose and it fell down. That's all it was, but he was ready to murder for my safety. So hashtag true love. I mean, if that doesn't warm your heart, I don't know what will. I know. And I was like, that's kind of the hottest thing ever. So, yeah, we consummated and <laughs> here you have it. So um, that was my completely random, ended up getting married and had no clue I was going to. And yeah. I feel there's something else that happened. Oh, tell them about the... Um, uh, Goody Goody Diner. Oh, yeah. We, we, uh, we went... And, uh, Sly. Sly. So that's his name. Yeah, movies. it was Sly. We went for our... Um, instead of like a bridal shower or anything, we had brunch the day of. Actually, the morning of, I had to go to St. Louis Courthouse to get our marriage license because you had to get it in the city where you get married. So I had to fight downtown St. Louis, which was a disaster. But then when we got done with that, we met up with, uh, was it just you and Chris? Yeah, it was I think just so. the four of us. Yeah, it was just the four of us. And we went to brunch and we were looking and we're like, I can't find anything at 10 o'clock in the morning that looks good, that's open, that I want to eat. And finally, we're looking through like the pamphlets in the hotel and Chris sees one and he's like, that's it. 
we're in St. Louis. I'm going to go get me some chicken and waffles for brunch. So we found this place called Goody Goodies. And we went and had brunch in Ferguson, Missouri. Uh, we were a little outside of the demographic that was prim- primarily there. Uh, but every like at first we were like, oh, we've heard about this place on the news. There's like civil unrest. Are we going to get like... Is, there, is this going to cause problems? We were a little worried. But when we got there, it was the coolest fucking place we've ever been in. This guy named Sly, you walked in and he only spoke in like rhymes and raps. That That's it. And so he got our information, sat us down. We had the best brunch. I don't remember what I had, but I remember that somebody challenged Chris and he ate like five different meals and they were like, oh, you can't finish this. And he's like, fucking watch me. Yeah, he's like, bet. Exactly. So he like, we had to basically roll him back to the car. And he and he is so cheap that like, he, so he eats all five of the meals and the waiter is like genuinely impressed with him. And Chris is like, so does that mean I don't have to pay? Right. I must <laughs> have beat like, some sort of record, right? They're like, bitch, please. You pay him. Exactly. But then as we were leaving, we had told him that, you know, we were going to get married that night. And he, like, stopped the whole restaurant and did, like, a a blessing over the wedding with, like, a wedding day wrap. And I wish we had... (laughs) I wish we had the forethought to have recorded it on our cell phone because that was one of the coolest parts about everything. I miss and love Sly and I'm going to go ahead and do a shout out. If you're in the St. Louis area listening, head on over to Ferguson, tell Sly I sent you, go get you some chicken and waffles. It's the bomb. Go to Goody Goody Diner. Go to Goody Goody. The only thing I remember from his little wedding day blessing rap was, he kept saying, congratulations on your elevation. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> because okay. we were elevated, I guess. I guess. I don't know. You're being elevated from Miss to Mrs., I guess. I, I within 17 days, being elevated to, to girlfriend to Mrs. Yeah, that was like the fastest engagement ever. Yeah. And speaking of engagement, he had actually, he already had my ring because he was planning on proposing on Halloween because our first date was at a haunted house. So he had actually already contacted the haunted house that we go back to every year and they were going to, you know, help him some way or another propose there at the haunted house. And I had no idea. He'd already sent them an email. They were in on it. And then this happened. (laughs) So he was like, well, shit, you know, that's kind of ruined that. So like he really, really kind of panicked because he knew I had to have the ring as soon as possible because we were just about to get married. And so he, we were sitting on the couch. We had gone to Burger King earlier. He slipped this ring into the Burger King bag. And he was like, I wonder if they threw me some extra onion rings. And so he's like, can you check the bag for me? And so I pull out the box with the ring in it. And he's like, that's not an onion ring. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Definitely memorable. Not what he planned, but it was still sweet. So that sounds exactly like him. It does sound like him. It was perfectly <laughs> him. Everything about the engagement, wedding, everything was completely, completely perfect for him. But well, um, you guys could always like renew your vows at the, at the um, five year mark. House. 
There we go. Yeah, I think we're going to at the five-year mark. Um, I mean, it's not going to be a replacement of that wedding. It'll just be a renewal because nothing yeah. can take the place of that badassness. Yeah, that was pretty cool. You had a fucking popcorn machine at your reception. Well, yeah. Um, e- each of us got our own cake. I do still have a piece of the cake in the freezer. I'm going to have to bust that out later next month. We had a professional photographer that we didn't have to pay for. So that was cool. Um, like I said, it was national news coverage. I uh, did smuggle CJ into the park in the back of my charger because I didn't have anywhere else for her to go. Oh my god, I thought it was going to die. Yeah, she was going to die of heat stroke. Like, they were counting all the people in my car to, like, get a head count. And we were like, here, here, here. And then they called her name and she just, like, went <laughs> on the top of the trunk. And she's like, <laughs> Yeah. They were like, um... <laughs> Is she okay? <laughs> Blink three times if we need to call the police. <laughs> yeah, good shit, good shit. Speaking of this shout out to Goody Goodies, let's again give a shout out over to a five-star show. He, uh, This guy, he can talk about sports and titties all day, every day. So if that's something you're into, check that shit out right now. He has got so much sports, so much WWE, so many titties. I mean, he himself does not have many titties. Um, that would be something to see, and I would be, I'd be charging for that shit, honestly. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so speaking of him, I, like I said earlier, I can't believe that we forgot about this when we were... Last episode when we were talking about online dating and everything. Yeah. I can't believe that we just completely blanked on this one because, I mean, it Well, there so were good. so many. I, yeah. there And, I mean, I did think of a couple other random ones that we left out, but they weren't, I don't think they were as funny as the, right. the ones that we talked about. Right. So, anyways, so th- this happened during my third stint on POF. If you've listened to the last one, you'll know that I had three different stints on POF, and this was stint number three. Um, this was right around the time we were doing the whole dinner for schmucks thing. And, I mean, I think he was actually the inspiration for the whole dinner for schmucks challenge. It's possible. So me and Chris were just sitting around our apartment. I think it was like a Tuesday night or something. We were probably doing our normal thing, just like eating cake batter right out of the bowl and drinking herb mist out of the bottle and just generally wondering how the hell we're even allowed to be together unsupervised. So we've got POF pulled up on my laptop just on there, basically like talking shit about people, making fun of people, being an internet bully like I talked about last time. Zango. So I get this instant message and this tiny little picture pops up and it looks kind of familiar. And I'm like, I know this dude from somewhere. And the username is like five star show boy 420 or some shit. And boy is spelled like B-O-I-I-I-I. Boy. So boy five star show boy 420, of course. Like they, it should have been like 420-69. Like that would have covered like all of the cliches. All the bases. Yeah. Yeah. All the bases. Um, so I clicked on his profile, and the picture blows up, and it's like this strung-out, scrawny-looking motherfucker. He's standing in, like, the breezeway of this super ghetto-looking apartment complex, and he's fucking completely nude, butt-ass naked. The only thing covering his junk is this stupid fucking WWE belt. Wow, like, hot. Yeah, I, I know. I was like, what the fuck? And I mean, if he didn't look like he just snorted coke off a hooker's ass, and if he was, like, ripped, maybe it would have made up for the fact that in the background of this picture was another apartment, 
and the door was open, and I mean, I had to zoom in really far to see this, but there's this chick inside this apartment. She's got one tit hanging out, and she's beating her man with a fly swatter. Classy. Like, only on POF can you find something like that in a profile picture. Like, do you even really need to fill out your profile if that's your profile picture? I mean, I feel like it speaks for itself. Like, you can probably look at this and kind of get the gist of what you're about to get into. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, holy hell, this is Wesley from elementary school. So, like, nine-year-old me is like, hell yeah, because you might remember a few episodes ago where we talked about him in the middle school episode. Um, He gave the last ten seconds of a dance at sixth grade homecoming to Chris and, like, made her entire life. And and if I'm being real, I was kind of low-key jealous, but it's whatever. But, I mean, mature 25-year-old me is like, the fuck is this? Oh, and I'm back to his instant message. It was so deep. He simply said, A. Like, A-Y-E. A. I'm like, are you for real? So I decide I'm going to fuck with him, and not in a good way. So I just pretended like I was still nine years old, and I was like, oh, my God, I've been waiting 15 years for this moment. My entire life has been building up to this moment right here. And, I mean, I can't remember the exact words I said, but it was something along the lines of, like, I want you to take me and tie me to the bedpost and have your beastie way with me. Beastie. And he was was like, I name the time and place. And I was like, right here, right now, my loins are trembling. (laughs) Like, I don't even really know what that means, but he was high as fuck. So he was like, hell yeah, bitch. So, (laughs) So I give him the address to my old apartment that I lived in, like, two years ago. And I gave him the gate code to get in because it was like a gated community. So, side note, I'm telling you this story so I can tell you this other story and then go back to this story. So, last episode, if you remember, we were talking about the guy that we used to call 38. Um, the the guy I was dating, or well, not even dating. I, I went on a date with him. He was 38, and I was really freaked out by the age difference, and so I just kind of ghosted him. So, he actually lived in my old apartment at the time. And so I knew the actual gate code to get in. Nice. And so I sent I sent Wesley the you know that address and that gate code so that he would be able to actually get into this apartment complex. And I sent him like a kissing emoji and I told him I'd be wearing something special when he got there. So I grabbed my phone real quick and I text 38. And I haven't talked to him in like five days. Like this was just you know like a week after this whole like the first date and I was just like. Dude, I'm like 24, he's 38, I can't, I can't do this. And so, for like the past five days, I haven't been talking to him, but he's been texting me. And, uh, and so I texted him and I was like, I'm really sorry, I've been avoiding you. And I was just having a hard time with the age difference, but you really seem like a sweet guy. And I feel like I should at least give it a shot, get over myself and just like, you know, see where it goes. And so I'm like, can I come over so we can talk? And, of course, he responds, like, immediately, and he's like, yeah, absolutely, the door's always open for you. And so, at that point, I just sat back and waited, because I was like, okay, in about 30 minutes, my phone's going to be exploding with two really angry dudes that want my head on a silver platter, and I can't wait. So, yeah, that was my experience with Five Star Show, and now he's, now that he's off the cocaine and He's not motorboating strippers in an alley every weekend. He's actually kind of funny, so you should check out his podcast, The Five Star Show. He's on SoundCloud, Stitcher, thefivestarshow.com, and a bunch of other shit. So, yeah. That's that's it. And as you were waiting for the two guys to, you know, blow up your phones freaking out, 
apparently he had butt dialed your now husband and uh you know one thing led to another and they had a conversation and he decided to do the right thing so honestly your husband kind of saved wes's ass from being anally raped in an apartment by a 38 year old man so he can thank us yeah for that i guess he really probably should thank us that's a good way to i you know i never thought of it like that yeah you're right that's it yeah that's what happened so uh we're gonna end like we did three or four episodes ago like a year ago with some dramatic journal readings from all the way back in 2002 we are at the end of January, the 26th at 8.38 p.m. I have... Uh, A.K.A. past your bedtime. Oh, definitely past my bedtime. I was probably listening to Metalworks. Actually, it'll probably tell you exactly what I'm listening to because I'm lame. So, it starts <laughs> with sup. Now, also, all of my punctuation marks do not have dots. They have stars. So, it's a question mark with a star at the bottom, not a dot, because I'm hip. Sup. Just listening to the numerical two, Mama Ken. Very cool song, Axel, because apparently rock stars read my journal. <laughs> yeah. Who thought it up? Like he's wow. going to answer. Doesn't matter. Cool song in E-way. I'm about to put Footloose in. Speaking of movies, I'm going to kill Court. She said Axel played in the movie Only You. Of course, I didn't believe her at first, but she swore she saw his name in the credits. So I spent my money, my hard-earned dishwashing money, to rent <laughs> oh it. God. Okay, Cinderella, your hard-earned dishwashing money? Well, yeah, I got an allowance, and I used my allowance to rent this movie that you swore Axl Rose was in. Very good movie, but one problem. No, Axel. That lying piece of, oh my god, I broke a nail, pop princess scum. Well, gonna get something to drink and pop in Footloose. Okay? Peace out and rock on, Michelle. And I mean, so if, you're much not, sass. Like, if you're not hip on, like, you know, middle school girl lingo, we never, like, we talk shit about each other to each other's faces, behind each other's backs. Oh, constantly. But, like, never, like, we were always friends. We were never, like... We knew that the other one didn't mean it, but we would still be like, you stupid piece of shit. You yeah. whore. Exactly. The Tennessee Whatever Slut you Society. Me, the, oh my God, I broke a nail pop princess scum. That was yeah. pretty good though. Yeah. I have to give it to you. That was pretty good. I'm good like that. So the very next day, 8.37 p.m., instead of writing out guess what, I have G slash W. I'm assuming Can't that's guess what. So, nice boys don't play rock and roll. Maybe that's why I like rock and roll. Maybe that's why I like bad boys. I don't know. Here's my list of turn-ons in 2002. How old was I in 02? Uh, and not know. old enough to have turn-ons. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> exactly. So, here are my turn-ons. I don't even, th you haven't even had your first kiss yet, so I don't You're know right. what you're talking about being turned on. Exactly. Well, apparently this is what did it for me, alright? I got a list. Tight pants, check. Good voice, check. Good butt that goes in the tight pants. Golden blonde hair, five foot seven or eight. See, I'm oh my not, God. Yeah, I'm not like reaching for the stars here, guys. This is totally <laughs> we're, attainable. We're not fully grown at this point. Like, just throw that out there. Like, yeah. At this point, what were we like, five foot one? Maybe? It's something so, like that. You know, 
five foot eight for us at that point was like a dream boat. Oh yeah, tall and sexy. Um, bad attitude, don't care what people think about him, can play piano or guitar, loves rock and roll and GNR as much as me. Well, I guess that's also bye-bye. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And now we know why you had to wait another seven years after that to get your first kiss. Exactly. Here we go. January 31st. This is the last one of the night. 3.13 p.m. I'm in the middle of the afternoon doing absolutely nothing, apparently. So, I've got Sup again. Listening to Club Lead. Now, nobody probably ever paid attention to this, but that was a segment on our local rock station, 105.9, that they would play Led Zeppelin songs, like five or six in a row. They called it Club Lead. Whatever. I don't know what song this is, but I like it. I'm fixing to get Poison's Nothing But A Good Time video. AJ's been flirting like crazy with me today. Don't know what's up. Now, instead of spelling up, I did an arrow pointing up. Because, again, we're hip. Yeah, we're hip. I'm clueless. What's new? All I know is that I want a guy that I don't ever want to be without. I want to kiss him every second I'm with him and loves music as much as me. I think he's in L.A. I hope so. I love L.A., I love music, and I love me. And now, as every girl does, I, like, I put arrows and, like, wrote guys' names, and then I, like, scratched out those names and put other names beside them and then scratched out those. (laughs) I have a notebook that genuinely has, like, 17 names in a row. Nice. Like, they're all scratched out. I just, like, moved right along. I was like, yep, nope, not him. Not doing it for me anymore. Nice. Well, I come back at 9.30 p.m. So what has caused me to return to feverishly write in my book? Well, mom pissed me off again today. Right in the middle of recording Bon Jovi's One Last Wild Night concert, she told me to turn it off and go to bed. How dare. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hell no. I just And you know what? I didn't even spell the word hell. I put H-E star star. I edited Yeah. Well, this was, I mean, you thought, this is right around the time you thought your parents were reading your diary. So, I mean, you're trying to not get grounded for I swearing. I guess not. Well, <laughs> hell no. I just shut off the TV. I hope it records right. I'll have commercials and whatever comes on after it, but at least I get my Bon Jovi. Well, if I can't watch it, I'm sure as hell going to listen to it. So I'm going to listen to my Bon Jovi CD since I can't watch it. I don't give a shit if it's 10 p.m. My radio, my CD, my headphones, my concert, it's my life. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I see what you did there. Yes. Angsty. (laughs) So for people that don't know, that's a Bon Jovi song. So, because I'm clever. So those are our three angsty journal readings. For this episode, we are rounding our one hour limit. Next episode, what do we have in store? It is going to be titled Do the Hustle. We're not talking about dancing. We can do a whole thing online dancing another time. But this hustle we're talking about, getting the green, showing some skin, hustle, hustle, making the monies. I don't know other words for that. TJ, you want (laughs) to pick up where I left off? What is this hustle about? I mean, you pretty much covered it. Just basically all of the ways that we have made money that aren't our regular jobs. No, very untraditional. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna tease. Well, you haven't you haven't had you've basically been like my my little 
of your like, bodyguard. Like my, si- my side bitch or my bodyguard. Yeah, I was definitely your my, side bitch. That's it. In all of my escapades of, like, whether it's being a doula or donating my eggs or modeling or just anything yeah. else, really. Okay, so I'm going to tease a couple of words, and these will all be involved in next week's episodes. So get excited. The words are Twizzlers, Broken Rib, Chocolate Pudding Bathtub. There we go. Yeah. That's those, all of those will be covered next show. I don't want to say next week because it'll probably be two weeks, but next episode, do the hustle. We will see you then. This concludes our broadcast day. Good night and God bless America.